in the words of the great He-Man, I have the power. Oh, I'm feeling powerful tonight. Hello and welcome to the Loquacious Podcast. I'm Aisha Gunn, comedian, renaissance woman, and an expert of my own personal lunacy. Will you join me? I appreciate it. And I appreciate people lending me their ears for these moments. I hope that this message is finding you in wellness. And if not, I hope that by the end, you will be feeling better. Not necessarily because of anything that I have to say, but because time has passed on. And sometimes sometimes time is all we need. How about that? But yes, I'm feeling powerful. Do you want to know why? I survived an abduction. Don't be alarmed. I was abducted by last week. Last week came and got me and it whooped my ass. And then it dropped me off of my porch like it had done nothing wrong. But that's all right. My family didn't even know that I was going through so much because it was a lot of internal things that I was going through. But I kept my composure. And what I did was I shifted gears. What did I shift gears from? Well, this podcast was, the idea of it was conceived two years ago. And finally, at the end of August, I was able to complete two wonderful episodes. Wonderful because I did it into completion and I'm proud of myself. The problem is, is that when I went to start recording more episodes last weekend, going into most of last week, I was having technical difficulties. I could not get the app that I'm working on, I'm working with, to save any of my recordings and it would not let me publish any finished recordings. I was frustrated. I was disappointed. I was feeling defeated, but I didn't wallow in it. What I did was I shifted gears. And if you listen to my second episode, I discussed having an accountability partner. And what my accountability partner encouraged me to do was something that she developed. I don't know if she developed it. Let me stop lying. Something that she does herself, and that's called success in 60. And what that is, is just spending one hour a day, not necessarily one whole hour. You can break it up into 20, 20, 20, or do it however you like. But spending time every day, at least an hour, on your goals. And what she should she suggested, because I'm such a creative person and I can be all over the place, I can have my hands in so many pots, like I'm cooking. She suggested that I narrow it down to no more than two goals per session. So basically, I was working on two goals for a period of time to see them to completion. And then I had to figure out and strategize a way to maintain them. The one goal was this podcast, which I was very proud, like I said, to get it launched because I had been working on it and I stayed diligent and saw it through. Well, the other goal that I shifted over to when I was having problems with the podcast was I finally took care of all that I needed to do to establish my business, Love Daisy Incorporated. I had been envisioning this company for the past 15 years. And when I get further into this episode, I can 
open up more about what took so long and, and, and why I'm happy that it did take that long. And so, yes, I shifted gears, got my business uh, established in the state of North Carolina. I also was able to open up a, a business account at my bank. And listen, you can't tell me nothing now, okay? My family is already sick of me because I came out of that bank looking for employees, okay? And I'm starting in my house. Everybody, everybody can work for me, okay? And then they messed around. The woman that set up my business account messed around and asked the wrong question. She said, okay, now we're at the part where you decide what you would like to be addressed as for your business. Now, the two options are president or CEO. Oh, I looked at her and said, they don't have queen? I'll take president. But let me tell you, when I walked out of that bank, I was looking for people to be talking to me different. Okay. I was, I was feeling, I was feeling myself a little too much because I did get into the car telling my mother about this custom made marble clipboard that I'm, I'm trying to get made. It's, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. So now my nickname is Miss Business because I'm about my business with my $25 in my business account. <laughs> And that's another thing that I was working on last week is the business to put into this business. And for anyone who is exploring or already in the life of an entrepreneur, you would know it would, it would make you want to tear your eyebrows out. But it's so rewarding and it's so it's so worth it. So like I was saying, I look forward to in a later in future episodes discussing what Love Daisy Incorporated um, is all about. It's basically an umbrella company that encompasses all of the things that I do well and all of the things that I love so that they can pour into one another so I don't feel uh, disjointed. I want it to be a fluid thing. So, And it also creates several streams of income, which is always a good thing. So yes, this episode is titled The Other Side of Darkness. But before, oh, The Other Side of Darkness acting brand new. But before I dive into all of that, I would like to give it up for my background music. Aren't they beautiful? Yes, that's NC Nightlife, the creatures of the North Carolina nightlife. Yes, they're creating God Symphony and I absolutely love it. It's so crisp and it's never out of tune. In my opinion, some people don't like this sound, but I love it. So, yes, let me exhale for a moment while I shuffle through my cards. Do you know I changed my mind like three hours ago on what I was going to discuss? And the type of person that I am, I need cue cards. I need to stay on track. So you're going to hear some shuffling because I didn't go over this in, in, in great depth because I was writing feverishly because the 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 ideas were just pouring out. So if you hear a little bit of shuffling, it comes with the territory. So yes, where are we now? Yes, the other side of darkness. Oh, and once again, let me, let me, before we go into all of this, shout out to He-Man. For those of you who are unfamiliar, he's the 80s, he's from an 80s cartoon and here in America. And it was just absolutely wonderful. But for those of you, those of you who are familiar with the cartoon, can we discuss how He-Man's first 
The first thing on his list to do once he became the most powerful man in the universe was what? Punch us in our faces. Because that's what he did. Pow! Right to the screen. You know, and you know, when I was younger, I wasn't feeling it. But when I got older, I was like, that's really, really messed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, you're the most powerful man in the universe. And that's the first thing you want to do is punch everybody in their grill. Sounds more like roid rage to me. I don't know. I mean, because he did bulk up pretty quick in that intro. So, I mean, it could be steroids or it could be angel dust. You know, some people get their hands on something like that and, uh, this He-Man stuff could, you know, be a figment of his imagination or some type of trip he's going on. But it, all in all, great cartoon, very entertaining, one of my favorites. And, you know, but He-Man with that, you know, that punching folks, you know, that he can just, you know, strap on his saddle to that big old cat and just go right on off somewhere because I ain't trying to have none of that. So anyway, where are we now? So my shout out to He-Man. There we go. There we go. There we go. So I I wanted to discuss uh, the the other side of darkness, acting brand new. I wanted to discuss that because it is it is something that that is is really, really resonating with me this year because 2019 um, and I've been telling people this for quite some time, 2019 it has to be the healthiest year of my adult life and that's a big big deal for me because once you start getting well you really start to realize you you start to see how unwell and how sick you were and you 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 got to pat yourself on the back sometimes for how far you've come so do that for yourself don't ever don't ever uh short yourself on on that my mother has always told me don't ever be afraid to bend your own elbow and pat yourself on the back do that be your own cheerleader so anyway the, the 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 goal of this episode is to encourage anyone who who has experienced trauma, setbacks, or what feels like a, a, a derailment in their life. And and I want to do that by by sharing what I've grown to understand in my in my journey. It's definitely not where I, I'm definitely definitely not where I want to be in my life, but I'm not wasting time throwing a pity party. You know, I find joy in the process and having vision, a clear vision helps me keep that energy. You know, I say keep that same energy. It's kind of old, but, you know, help me, you know, keep that energy of the joy so that no matter what my environment looks like no matter what my my situation looks like there is something in me that has hope for what is to come so that kind of keeps me fueled on to you know going from task to task in, in my life and you know change it one thing that I've learned to do is not allow my joy or my happiness to be contingent on anything that's outside of myself because it, you know if I do that if, if those things outside of me, if those external things were to change, then I would change. And I don't want anything about myself to be able to be moved by external things in such a way. In such a way that I would be completely 
derailed and lose sight of what my goals are and lose focus of what it is that I'm supposed to be taking care of. Now, I don't know podcast etiquette or protocol or anything like that, but if you haven't noticed, the background noise, excuse me, the background sounds are different because I'm now recording the rest of this podcast during the day. We had an unfortunate incident a few nights ago that involved some unknown entity outside of the sun porch that gave me (laughs) quite a fright. And (laughs) I'm just now getting back to uh, recording this. Now, I'm not giving up on night recording, but I was just, uh, I had to take care of so much. And like I said, technical difficulties was an issue. And I found out that I was having issues with my phone as well. It was not the app. It was my phone that was really the issue. So I've ratified that. And now I would like to, I'm so determined that I'm just going to push through now. I'm going to now get into <laughs> the, the, the meat, meat, meat and potatoes. So what I said, when I said that I was, um, oh, and another thing is NC Nightlife is uh, off now. And now we're currently, get, uh, you know, listening to um, the NC Wildlife along with the NC Stragglers from the Nightlife. So you might hear some bird noises and that's another, uh, excuse me, bird calls and bird songs. Let me stop calling it noises. But, um, another reason why I stopped, I did not want to record during the day is because of planes, trains, automobiles, lawnmowers, other lawn tools, uh, the mailman, UPS, FedEx, just a lot of things that, you know, it's much busier and, but I just love the night sounds. I prefer that to this, but I'm so determined to push through and complete this. So when I said that in 2019 has been the healthiest year of my life, I, I, I broke it down into different parts and that was emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually. And I wanted to start off with emotionally and how I got a rein on that so that I could have much more clarity as I move forward in my purpose and uh, so that I could be consistent with getting in step with my vision. And I have here, I've written it down. um, Emotion is defined as a natural, instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationship with others. So what we're going to talk about, what I'm going to talk about is the fact that, you know, uh, based on that definition alone, uh, the circumstances. Uh, let's just go down the list of a few things. And this is not the worst, you know, the the thing I just want to say is these are, are just facts, things that happened that I would think had a lot to do with my emotional health later on down the line and at that time. And we're going to start with sexual abuse as a child, um, dealing with domestic violence as an adult in my, in my, uh, <clears throat> I, I dealt with, uh, marriage, uh, miscarriage, um, homelessness and I said marriage (laughs) yes that was traumatic (laughs) we'll get into that some other episode that's going to be fun but yes um homelessness and all of those affected me greatly and I know that some people handle things differently and you know but what if people for me I just wasn't handling it at all I was just taking the blows and I was just going forward because I know that when I was younger and I decided to be vocal about being uh, sexually abused, 
I, I feel as though, um, even though I've healed from this, I, I don't, I don't, I don't blame anyone because a lot of times when you look back, you see a lot of times you're around people, other people that are not well, and they really are doing the best that they can, even if the best that they can is in sickness. And they're not even aware of it. And you don't know that as a child, what they have to deal with. So I know that the adults in my life had mishandled the situation where nothing really was done. So this was at a young age, around the ages, <clears throat> the age of 16 when I was open about it. But it, it had happened when I was much younger. So I'd held this in. I didn't talk about it. Um, I fed my emotions because I, get, I gained a lot of weight. I wasn't doing my homework. I went from just this person that loved to learn and, and explore and read. Um, I, I, but reading became a definite form of escapism at this time, you know, and for years, that's what it became in, in, in music. And, and like I said, I found a lot of comfort in food. And so when I did open up and like I said, there wasn't anything done about this person, this, this other adult who, who violated me. So it wasn't, nothing was done. So I did not feel like my voice mattered. So if, if for, for my perspective, I just came, I turned everything inward. I was more critical of myself than I was with, with anyone else. I was, I was more, I, 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 I would never say the things to people that I so I told myself, and that's the truth. The things that I told myself, I would never say to another person, and that's interesting to see from, you know, and in, in looking at it in retrospect of where I was mentally, you know, just because I had not been able to deal with it in a healthy manner. What I am grateful for is the journey that it took to get here, because even though I went through that pain, I look at the the refinement that came from that fire that 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 happened in my life you know it's 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 it, it's life and nobody guaranteed that life would be easy and I, and I don't believe that there was a time in my life that I felt that way like I said I kind of rolled with the punches and in a way that can be unhealthy but in a way that I can understand how I was able to dust myself off and 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 really look back and see that I was very resilient and instead of focusing on the fact that I was abused Instead of focusing on that and what I did because of it, I looked at the fact that I was resilient to deal with it and resilient enough to deal with it. And so, like I said, my voice felt stifled. I, I didn't really stand up for myself too much um, because of the fact that I was, I had this narrative going on in my head that um, I, I was, I was less than. When I came into across, I came across great people. I mean, I came across a lot of people, both good and and not so good and not so savory, um, in my lifetime. But what I can say is that in that time, I really could not say that there was anyone that was just like just the worst and evil. It was just another hurting person that didn't know how to project their. They they were they were hurting like me, but they just projected it outward, and I did mine inward. That's the way that I saw it from a very young age. So I did not, it's not that I didn't hold people accountable, but I had um, empathy, empathy for them because I know I, I, I could recognize what people did when they were hurting. And a lot of it was hurtful things to themselves and to others. So with that, going out into the world with that attitude, like I said, I attracted a lot of people 
both good and bad. And my mother used to always tell me, you know, you got a light about you, you know, and people are going to be attracted to you. And it, it, it's up to you whether you, you know, you, you have to pay attention to them because some of these people are coming to try and take your light. Though they'll never possess it, they can dim it because they are draining you. And so when I went out into that world already with an attitude of just, uh, you know, feeling defeated, but but showing up physically, you know, on the outside, smiling and joking and all of that, th that type, those types of things. I attracted people that would come into my life and would just totally take advantage of me. And uh, I, I would just be completely blindsided because I, I really did go out into the world like SpongeBob. Like I had this <clears throat> outside of the person that had violated me as a child. I had a lot of love poured into me when I was brought up. I saw a lot of loving relationships, um, relationships that uh, are are difficult for are difficult for some people to find these days, and especially um, with women. I saw a lot of women looking out for women and loving. I saw a lot of great men when I was growing up. So I just had this idea of <clears throat> because I had this light about me that you know it's, it was going to be a great world. You know Sesame Street. You know can you tell me how to get there? Let me go. So I get there, you know, I go out into the world and there were people that, I mean, and the thing is, is that I had experienced people who plotted, like when, when I look it back, they was just like, look at this sucker. Look at this night. Look at this nice, friendly. Oh my goodness. I got to do something with that. And it's terrible because I did not really understand that there were people who, yes, I understood that people stumbled upon doing bad things because of, you know, a quick decision that was not a very good decision or it was just a bad decision overall, but didn't make a bad person. But I ran into people that did that. So that made me when when you when I dealt with that enough, that's when I started to started to pay attention to uh, why I was okay with it and why it would go on for so long. So that's when I would do the research and a lot of reading. I was so grateful that I, I, I love to read because I did not have a problem with looking into how to take care of myself so that I didn't have to ask anyone. I knew how to take care of myself and I would learn if I had a problem. So, and this just, I'm grateful that my mind worked that way where um, if, I, if there were parts of my life that I liked and then the parts that I didn't, it was like a checklist in my mind. So I was just like, okay, I don't like this, but what can I do about it? So I started to read a lot. I started to learn a lot and I started to learn why I was that way. And I started to treat myself better, but it was a long process because I was not in the habit of doing so. And I encourage anyone who is not in the habit of taking good care of themselves, uh, uh, just to, to take it one step at a time, but do something, put some time in every day that you're specifically knowingly, intentionally doing something for yourself. You don't want to be starving for love. And the most important is the love that you can give yourself. Because if you're starving for love, you'll be out here in the world and you will not realize that someone is giving you far less than you deserve. But because you're not used to just loving yourself and receiving love, you'll just take any old thing and find yourself in a situation that can leave you uh, once again derailed or totally losing sight of what it is that you're supposed to be here for. So like I said, I put in that work. I read books. I, I changed the, the things that I listened to. And this is over a period of time, years. Okay. This is years because like I said, I, I'm a new now. I'm a new and it took 
it was such a process to get to this point. But I'd like I said, the emotional part was and, and definitely counseling. I went to counselors, but you know what? My my not I don't have an issue with counselors, but because I am such uh, just an avid researcher and a fact checker. All the times that I would go to counseling, it would last for a particular amount of time and it would last but only but for so long because they would tell me you're on the right track. I just needed a profession. You know, I I, I, I definitely, you know, had a um, a respect for the people that, you know, just disciplined themselves to 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 learn about you know, our psychology and everything like that. So, you know, I, I definitely wanted to, and sometimes it was just a really good conversation to have <laughs> just someone else to bounce ideas off of. It doesn't always have to be just this, um, you know, Oh, poor me. It can just be, like I said, meeting someone new, bouncing ideas off of, you know, someone new who just ha so happens to be qualified to, uh, understand uh, some things more in depth when it comes to psychology. So, um, yeah, so, you know, that definitely was a big part of it. And it, it took a lot of just being quiet and watching how I responded to things and making it up in my mind that if, if certain things were not working for me, just do the opposite. That's it. Just do the opposite. That, that's, that it was just that simple for me. I had made it up in my mind. And that's another thing is that you just it, the, do not underestimate the power of a made up mind of just making a decision and going for it. And, you know, knowing that, you know, you're not just going to die, you know, sometimes you just, you know, but make a decision because you don't want to be stagnant. You don't want to be just sitting there and, and, and paralyzed in your own fear, your anxiety, your uncertainty, the what ifs, and you've survived, you know, what I realized is that I had survived so much and I had gotten through so many things that it was kind of like I had a template for a lot of things that were going to come my way. So now I do feel like, no, I haven't, no, I haven't seen it all. I'm never going to say that. But one thing that I can say is I have seen so many wash, rinses and repeats that I can say, okay, now I have tools for if this were to happen, if death were to happen, if grief were to happen, if, if a breakdown in a relationship were to happen. So it's not that you're off track, you know, embrace the feelings that, that bring you a, you know, in a place that makes you feel uncomfortable, embrace it, but also understand that you don't have to stay there and you don't have to entertain every thought that comes to your mind. And I had to tell myself that I don't have to entertain that. So I, I you know, I just addressed the emotional side. Um, as far as the physical, that was me understanding the connection between my, my mood and the things that I put into my body. I started to notice that the more that I took care of myself, the more mindful I was of what I put into my body because I liked to feel good. I didn't, you know, I didn't mind not feeling good when I was not emotionally well and mentally well, unwell. I, I didn't mind not feeling good. I didn't know I didn't feel good. So as far as the physical, once I started to to be more mindful and uh, to apply in, in what I was learning, because like, like I said, I didn't have a problem researching and learning how to take care of myself. So as far as the, 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 the things that were the most nutritious for my body, I had equipped myself with, with such knowledge of these things. I just wasn't applying it because I was being a slave to my tongue. I was being a slave to my tongue because emotionally I was just imbalanced. So whatever craving I had, 
I I would go for it. I would go for it if I wanted the, you know, the, the, the taste of, you know, high fats or fast food, I would go for it. Or if I wanted to not only take a handful of this, it's not an unhealthy thing, but I would just go for it because I wanted more and not understanding that if I did not have the discipline over my appetite or not over my appetite, but discipline over my eating habits, that then just about everything else in my life was going to be out of order because that is something that is very, very hard for a lot of people to to get a hold of. So once you can discipline yourself uh, in a physical way, especially uh, denying your your yourself that the, the parts of yourself that wants to be um, slothful and not not due to the fact that you need rest. I'm talking about you know that you you have the time, you know that you should be doing this, that and the other, and you're not doing it. When you when you start to st- start to do the opposite of that and start to uh, make sure that you are you are making the best decisions that you can make for yourself and and when you do when the more that i fed myself well the the clearer my mind was the clearer my thinking was which affected my mood so if i did once in a while give in to a craving or whatever and i would eat something and it would throw things off i knew i did not like feeling that way so that encouraged me in a physical way to to feed myself better um in that way <clears throat> And also because of that, I did what I knew was best and that was to exercise. I, t- I found out what it is that I enjoyed doing so that I would not get bored or discouraged. And one thing that I learned about myself, and this might be helpful for someone else. One thing that I learned about myself is I do not like reps. I don't like three sets of this, three sets of this. I like timed intervals. So I, for it, whatever trick they have that it, you know, that they had this, you know, they made up this system. It works best for me when they say, do do this, do as many as you can in this amount of time and then take a quick break and then do, you know, that works best for me. So once I learned that about myself, because I've taken the time to get to know myself, once I started to do that, I was just like, I'm going to do the things that make me feel good. I'm going to do the things that I love. I love to roller skate. Now I haven't been roller skating a lot here in Greensboro, but I just know that um, that's something that I love to do. I love, I love canoeing. <laughs> I don't get to do that a lot either because I don't own a canoe, but, and there's a lot of places that have like paddle boats and all that type of stuff, but I want, I would like to purchase a canoe, but I have, I make a list of those things so that I can definitely work toward the things that I find enjoyment, um, out of. So, um, I love to stretch. I love to stretch. It's so important for me. I just, I see that it's going to be very helpful, helpful to me in the long run, as far as, you know, the plans that I have for my life, God willing. And, I I just do, I work out with a kettlebell. I swing that around. I love that because you get cardio and you get, uh, you know, strength training and, and all in one. And so, and I do, I don't like a lot of fuss. I don't, I'll go to a gym, but I would have to go with someone. You know, it's just, it's too much fuss. I love to swim. I, I love to swim. I used to be a synchronized swimmer when I was in school and um, did, uh, swim team, you know, I just, that's a great form of exercise and it's great on your joint, you know, it's, you know, nice for anybody who have joint issues or arthritic issues or anything like that. So 
that's like the physical part that I had address, you know, um, dealt with to get to this place where I am now in the process of maintaining uh, things that the newness that I am coming across in my life and not beating myself up so much when I I fail to handle it properly the first time it comes my way. You know, because I'm I, sometimes I try to handle some things with some old old ways of thinking, and it fails, and I know it. And sometimes I just be like, well, you know, I'm just so comfortable doing things this way. Let me just try it this way, and it doesn't work out because you just can't put new wine into old wine skins. So moving along, so we got emotionally, we have physically, we also have oh mentally. Yes, one thing that I can say is. <laughs> I am so grateful for understanding how important it is that I know what is going into my mind. I, and this ties into the, um, the last part and that's my spiritual part, you know, the spiritual um, aspect of my life, which ties is a common thread through all of these because I applied the spiritual aspect into all of these in itself, but it, um, as far as mentally, for for me, m- m- what I grew to understand is that on a daily basis, I am going to be tried. My flesh, my my eyes, my mind, my mouth, everything wants to do its own thing. It wants to do what makes it feel comfortable. My eyes want to look at things that makes it feel comfortable. My mouth wants to say things that make me feel comfortable no matter what anyone you know feels or thinks or whatever my 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 ears want to listen to whatever makes me feel comfortable and you know I want to, you know my hands want to touch things you know whatever that makes me comfortable and um uh, you know just the 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 whole thing as far as m- me as a person so knowing that knowing that what I looked at in my past was what makes me feel comfortable me personally is indulgence indulgence in so many ways like I just can't you know just a little bit is not good enough for me and I had to learn that about myself you just can't give me just a little bit I will take it all and then it, it and it just it did it just apply to to um, my indulgence in you know the pleasures in life it was my indulgence in say if I got angry so I'm not a, a, an angry type person like blowing off the handle so because I, I gave I rationalized that because I'm not that type of person listen to that a train didn't I say planes trains or automobiles but anyway and you might hear the Migos bird that's the bird that sound like it's saying the Migos song Versace 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 you probably already heard it but yeah I've, I've renamed the bird I don't know what it is but that's what it is to me it's the Migos bird so anyway um so when it came when it comes to me you know feeding my mind I know that oh as far as the anger when indulgence in anger uh I I would rationalize that it was okay for me that because I didn't fly off the handle a lot that when I did get angry that all bets were off like it would get like it it would be bad you know because I have such a cool exterior I like to keep my composure I'll have like lava just up boiling just just bubbling up inside of me and it's it's you know I do a lot to keep my composure but every once in a while I'll you know, I'll come on and then I'll say some things that might change somebody's life. 
And then I'll rationalize it like, well, you know, I don't, you know, I don't do that a lot, you know, but I could not do that anymore. And, and, and like I said, it's, it was an indulgence in the anger, like, you know, finding some type of joy in it because it was a let off where I could have found a way at whatever it was before it snowballed to that point, find out whatever it was and address it then. And it probably wasn't as big as it was, as it was, you know, I, uh, so, so as far as mentally, I had to make sure that I didn't feed my mind things that encouraged that type of behavior that, that justified that type of behavior. I had to make sure I, I did not consume things like that because for me, if, if my foundation has nothing but a bunch of junk, so I'm feeding myself poorly. I'm listening to things that are not enlightening to me, for me or, or benefiting me in any way in my life, but um, um, my pleasures, my carnal pleasures. Um, uh, I, I'm eating, I, I'm listening to, I'm, I'm reading things that um, just uh, uh, apply to the, the joys in my life, the things that make me feel good, but not the, the deepness and the depth of me that really need to be explored so that I could have balance in my life, you know, in and, 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 and every area. So, you know, giving into, you know, whatever my body wants, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, being with, you know, someone because I want to be with them, but not because it's, you know, sometimes it's just not a good idea. And, you know, just sharing your body in, in a way that um, it's just, like I said, it's not a good idea. So if I'm doing all these things <clears throat> or if that's what I'm feeding myself when the more that I'm present, if, if I don't want to do these things, if I know that these things are not working for my life and I want to level up in my life, I, I have to build up an arsenal of goodness into my life so that when I am presented with these things, I'm not tapping into a bunch of junk. I'm tapping into, uh, you know, literature that I've read that, that I've made notes on um, to, to solidify it into my mind that, that lets me know uh, about things that keep me on track as far as my mental wellness or information I've come across that um, that benefits my life in any way, shape, or form. If I read, if I read my Bible, it, it 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 sticks with my spirit because I'm not in a place where all this junk is being fed into me. Um, I, I say this a lot, but my social media, uh, any type of social social media interaction, <clears throat> limiting that, limiting that. Um, that in a way where I have, I take, have to take care of my business. So, um, if I have to go hibernate for a moment, I hibernate, you know, social media was not around my entire life. So I have no problem with, you know, getting low so that I can tend to family matters and all that type of thing. So, but, um, I do understand the business aspect of it. That's why I have to get low so that I can get all my ducks in a row and, uh, be able to, once I start, be consistent with that. So, just knowing that there's a time and a place for things. And, uh, like I said, music wise, uh, you know, we, I'm go, I do have notes for another podcast about the power of our words that I can't wait to talk about, because that's another thing I, I am completely, I don't care what anyone says. I'm very mindful of how I am feeling before I start to go and press, you know, play for certain songs because they encourage certain behaviors. I don't care what anyone says. It encourages it encourage and it influences, you know, our behaviors, especially with these frequencies that are being used. But I might have to go branch off and do my little conspiracy theory podcast. It's a little, it's, you know, the dark side, the loquacious dark side. And that's not for everybody. So, so yeah. So, um, yes, as far as the mental 
um, just making sure that <clears throat> my mental health is is protected. And you know, just it's really interesting that I had a friend contact me recently, and I think it was, yeah, today, that let me know that they weren't uh, doing so well. I was checking in on them, how you doing? And they was like, oh, I just made myself sick. And I was just like, well, what what happened? And it was just like I just you know watched this video on you know it was a social media video that <clears throat> excuse me was probably uh, some type of violence or graphic violence, which I. I used to be a an avid horror film lover. I love horror films. And I was like that for a long time. And then the older I got, the more I saw in this world, I started to feel like I was, you know, sometimes actually witnessing some things going on. You know, they, they mask it as fiction. But, you know, I sometimes... You know, I didn't even want my mind seeing those images. You know, sometimes I'll peek at stuff so I can laugh about about it. But that just go, you know, when my friend reached out, you know, my friend said that, you know, this this had affected them in that way. It really let me know that, you know, I, to my understanding that, I, you know, I was on the right track for myself, my personal life, that I just being mindful of what I feed it. I know better. I know better now. So if I do have something that I feed into myself, especially into my mind and, you know, my, my, and, and my life reflects accordingly, then that's on me and I have to ratify it. So I would like to go into spiritually so I can wrap this up my spiritual life. Oh my goodness. Through prayer and fasting and through, through deep, deep, deep reflection of myself. And growing to an understanding that 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 love, <laughs> love is a very powerful action. And if when in doubt for me, I choose love. I choose love. I choose God through, you know, just through love. You know, well, God is love. And I, I it, be, it becomes like a regular common thread in my life now on a daily basis where it was not like that before. And it only was able to get to that point because of the time that I took to make it a con a, a consistent factor in my life. And that was laying my eyes on the word. And, and that, and that goes for, and you know, whatever your belief system is, um, if there's, or just positive affirmations, things that when you look at them, when you say them out loud, <clears throat> excuse me, they get you to a place where you are counteracting any negativity that you may have taken in. And it's highly likely if you are operating in, in the world and you, you are, you are being fed even when you're not asking for it. And you just don't realize how much information you are taking, taking in. So it's very important to, to arm yourself in a way that you, you, you know, that you anticipate these things, anticipate them. So you're not blindsided when they do happen. Um, I truly believe in, um, you know, even though they show it in a movie in a, you know, in a way where it's like a fantasy, um, like the matrix or whatever, I do believe in, in a, in, in a, in a, a world that is unseen. I do believe in the spiritual world and I do believe in the the effects that it has on on our world. And with that being said, I understand how important it is that if I do believe that that I learn as much as possible so that I am armed 
when I go out into the world and not just out into the world within my own household or, or just when I look in the mirror, when I'm dealing with not the enemy, but the inner me <laughs> that wants to do whatever she wants to do. Her name is Joan, by the way, the one that wants to do whatever she wants to do. Her name is Joan. So, you know, I didn't do that. Joan did just to let you know. If it's a dastardly deed, uh, Joan did it. But yes, you know, that really it, what it is in a nutshell, and that is um, being diligent about that part of my life so that I could get to the point where I am talking about and acknowledging my shortcomings and understanding that a lot of times when I am out and about in the world and or or within my own in my own little bubble of a world with my family my close ones my loved ones and someone offends me or someone um, says something that is not agreeable with you know with with my spirit you know one thing that I've learned uh, a while ago was a lot of times when I don't like something about someone, and it's very rare because most of the time, like I said, I really like to deal with people on a human level. So there's a lot of things that a lot of other people don't can't tolerate. It's not that I tolerate it and want to be around it, but I, I, I get it. I understand it. And I don't hold it against a person. I just say, hey, you know what? Somewhere inside of there, there is a human being. So when it, you know, when, when it gets to that point, I... I just say to myself, you know, when they, a lot of times, if it's not agreeable with my spirit, it's because it's a reflection. It's something that I'm seeing that I'm not necessarily doing at that time, but I've done it. And now I'm seeing it outside of myself and it is not a good look. And it happens a lot with our children. If, you know, when you have children, you, you know, you, you think that you're getting away with some of your actions. And then when they start to mirror that stuff back at you, you really see your mess. And, but the beautiful thing about it is you can use it as a tool to grow because I don't believe that I would have grown to the capacity of which I, you know, I have grown if it were not for the fact that I became a mother. I, I, because I, listen, I, if the way that I saw myself, oh, I was looking for, <laughs> but the way that I saw them as these marvels, you know, I, when I talk about my children to other people, they're like, you talk, you talk about them like they're not yours because they're such amazing individuals. And because I wanted to, to, to be the best version of myself for them, I grew in a way so that I did not for the most part, if, you know, certain things that, you know, certain things that they would give to me that was considered to be negative or disagreeable, uh, a lot of times I was able to just really categorize that in my mind, like, this is your mess and that's what you get. So what are you going to do about it? So in an, so so that's all in all. The other side of darkness, acting brand new. I hope that somebody somewhere was able to get some type of nuggets. I want to give myself a slow clap forgetting through this thing and I am not playing and I'm just so grateful because the location you know I, I've been able to get some some ducks in a row that I did not know I needed in a row to make this uh, a nice consistent thing going and the beautiful thing is it during the time that I was not able to record or publish anything there was so much that I was able to get out of life that I could apply to the podcast and I can't wait to share it with you all so in closing I usually close with a with a book recommendation this this book of recommendation um, is special to me because it is by an, uh, a woman that I met earlier this year that was a instrumental um, part of my growth. 
and where I am right now. And her name is Melanie Hill. And the book is called Stronger Than My, uh, excuse me, it's called Reflections of a Survivor. Her, her company is called Stronger Than My Struggles. And she is an author, an eight times author, self-published. And she, like I said, she's based in Baltimore. She's a motivational speaker. And I had the pleasure of working with her um, for a tour that she had put together. That was the um, the first um, of its kind. And it was a first uh, a, a tour that that was catered to the mental health of black women. And it was uh, called the crazy, like a Fox tour. It was in four cities, Atlanta, Charlotte, Philadelphia, and Baltimore. And I was able to um, be a speaker on the motive, um, on the Baltimore panel. And I got so much from that event. So like I said, uh, Melanie Hill, um, M E L O N Y H I L L. If you want to look her up, and um, check out everything that she has to offer. And it is a lot. Um, like I said, the book is called Reflections of a Survivor and it's an, an, an anthology that was arranged by Melanie. And it is a, a wonderful book that is a, like a, what it says, Reflections of a Survivor. It is a very deep book that um, is a compilation of several authors who share their stories of, of survival and coming out on in a better way of understanding how they operate in this world and how to go further. And I did, I got this book a while back. It is for me, it's not a straight read because it is so deep. And when you, I, I did come across some things that definitely made me stop so that I could think about what it, it brought up inside of me. So I'm, t- I'm taking my time with this one, but, um, you, um, I definitely, I got this off of Amazon and, um, you need to check it out. Check it out. And like I said, Stronger Than My Struggles, um, this organization that's based in Baltimore, Melanie Hill. She's the creator. She's the founder of it. Um, and that is a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it is a long one, but I am looking forward to recording again because um, I the next podcast will be the... No, you know what? I'm not even going to say. I'm not even going to set myself up like that. You all have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day, night, evening, whatever, lunch, dinner, brunch, I'm I'm about to rush because I'm about to eat my lunch. So tutu tuddle tuddle is it tuddle you know what? I'm I'm delirious cuz I'm hungry. Peace.